everyone, this is part two of our Black Panther one-year uh, anniversary celebration. This is episode, uh, if all goes well with our planning, this will be episode 38 of AP Marvel. Uh, part one, we talked about uh, the Society of Wakanda, uh, what, what, what the different components of it, the the social life of it, uh, and all, all the comics inspirations that went with it. Uh, today, we're going to talk about... Uh, kind of prefacing with the Killmonger versus T'Challa clash on how to deal with uh, Wakanda being an isolated nation uh, during international turmoil. Um, that was kind of the the heart of the film. So at the very end, uh, spoilers for Black Panther, I guess, but at the very <laughs> end, uh, T'Challa has, has won this battle, the physical battle against Killmonger. But uh, they go to... The, they go outside the apartment of where uh, his uncle, played by Sterling K. Brown, was was killed by T'Chaka, and uh, it's kind of like this kind of this this bad part of history for their family. So they want to kind of make up for it. They're in Oakland. It is T'Challa and Shuri, and they're and he's kind of revealing his plans of uh, and someone can elaborate on this further if I miss any details, but he basically is suggesting all he's establishing these outreach centers with Oakland's being one of the places for them. So I kind of wanted to talk about today of uh, how would that work in the real world? Um, what are some benefits that will come from that? What are some possible uh, consequences from this uh, solution of outreach of opening up to the world and physically establishing places around the world? So I'm your host, Chris Compendio. You can find me on Twitter at Compendorizer. Uh, back with me, uh, we're not going to do too long intros because you just heard us last week, presumably. Why would you start with part two? Uh, Sabrina Clark is here. Hey, everybody. It's Sabrina Clark here again. You can find me on Twitter at Sabs Clark. That's at S-A-B-S-C-L-A-R-K-E. Dope. And uh, Brandon Kessley is back with us. Hello, everyone. Brandon Kessley here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at B.C. Kesso. That's B-C-K-E-S-S-O. And you can also follow the Rising Young Minds, the publication for which I write and am co-founder and editor-in-chief at The Rhyme. That's T-H-E underscore R-Y-M. Cool. And uh, lastly, Karen Horn, I guess, you know, I, I was joking in our Spider-Verse episode that your voice was heard in our New York Comic Con episode. So I, let's just call this your fourth appearance <laughs> on AP Marvel. <laughs> So yes, hey, I'm Karima, aka the Blurred Girl, and I'm basically the Blurred Girl all over social media. There you go. Um, very easy to remember. Um, all right, mm -hmm. let's just jump into it. So while you were watching, uh, you were watching Black Panther, and this this issue of Wakanda is kind of isolated from the world. We could be doing more. It comes up very early, and it's mostly through Nakia, who has this very um, th this empathetic vibe compared to. Um, kind of a more belligerent vibe from uh, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger. So, uh, w while you were watching the movie, where did you stand as now as uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character was kind of arguing for more? Uh, like she has been there, like she has been um, seeing the hardships of other people. So, where did you kind of stand with her? Um, you know, as I've written in our doc here, I'll just three words: right yeah. with her. Period. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> she's like, no, she's that's just all. Thank you. Like, next. <laughs> 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 um, 
Um, I absolutely stand right with Nakia because I do, while I do understand that there are resources um, that are particular to Wakanda and it's very important to prioritize the Wakandan people, it's also important to know the amount of impact that um, the nation has already had on the world or um, the ways in which it could benefit the people who are really suffering. Um, and I know that Nakia is mostly, um, for those of you who are more comic book aficionados, please correct me if I'm wrong, but she is mostly uh, involved in a lot of the like outreach things in the nation, right? She like deals with um, social, a lot of social issues in Wakanda. And I think from my understanding from the movie or her character in the movie, she is basing most of her decisions and most of her beliefs about um, Wakanda expanding a little bit based off of what she has already gathered from her work in the Wakandan community. Uh, yeah, she absolutely was not written like that okay. in the comics. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> old or new, it's actually some of what you hear in the movie is actually closer to World of Wakanda and the Dora Milaje. Um, but it's interesting because I agree with you. A lot of people were walking around, you know, trying to make those shirts like Killmonger was right. And I, I, Chris, I know I've said this to you before. Killmonger in the movie, Killmonger like jacked up every woman he put his hands on. So I'm a, I'm a tell people to take those shirts off and say either Nakir was right <laughs> or at least in Dejobu, his father was right because his yeah. his father had some radical concepts, but he wasn't going around like like shooting women. Um, <laughs> the, um, but it's funny though. There was a moment in the movie. Uh, where, in fact, it's when T'Challa goes to visit Wakabi, Daniel Kaluuya's character, yep. and he sees the he hasn't seen the rhino in a while, and he talks about how Nakia wants them to open their borders, and he he did not agree. He was like, "Yeah, see, but they bring their problems with them, and then their problems become Wakanda's problems." And there's something very real to that, in the sense of if you don't have things set up or a way to integrate refugees into your society, things can you do inherit a lot of those problems. So it's not to say that they should turn people away at their borders, but I think what Nakia was saying was that, it was not what Wakabi was saying. It wasn't so much that she felt we should let all these people in into Wakanda's borders. It was that Wakandans should go out and help other people. I do think, though, Wakabi had a very specific... It's very specific to Wakabi's point of view, though, because Wakabi is the chief of the border tribe, and their job is to keep the border. So the question then would be, how do you keep Wakanda isolated, not necessarily isolated, but secure, as well as go out and provide outreach? Because... It's yeah. happened actually in the comics a couple times where, uh, and I uh, I feel like this was in Hudlin's run, Reginald Hudlin's run, because it was like before he married Storm yeah. in the comics. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it was Hudlin's run where the U.S. government tried to overthrow Wakanda. They yeah. literally sent, like, remember he, they sent Batroc oh and Black Knight and, they and sent, Rhino? They sent Cap too. Yes, they sent to, and then and then Cap was. I guess he changed Cap's mm. mind, but he they sent and fleets of Deathlock cyborgs. For any of yeah. you who guys watch uh, <laughs> Agents of Shield, Deathlock. 
There was a lot of death locks. Um, and basically, uh, they sent Claw there. That was, that was in that version of the story. That was why Claw was sent to Wakanda because it was, he won't let us in and we want what they have. So we're going to overthrow them and take mm. it. And so that is, that's a real, um, with something like a, if we look at vibranium as a precious mineral, yeah. that's a real mm -hmm. threat because I mean, that's happened all over the in continent. places like, yes, all over the continent. When you look at, um, specifically the, <clears throat> and not even the invention, but the upgrades and the technological advances made to cell phones, mm -hmm. Coltan, Coltan and Tantalum capacitors are in everybody's cell phones. And a lot of that and copper and gold are inside people's phones. And all of those minerals are, you know, we are, are mined within Africa. I mean, we see what that's literally, you know, yep. te technology in the West is basically what tore up Rwanda. Mm -hmm. And it's not just Rwanda's yeah. killing each other, yeah. but the reason why a lot of the things that have happened over there have been the machinations of of the West. So that's a real thing. Like someone would have to, like a completely different tribe would have to be set up to just control. And actually, no, there is a mining tribe. So I guess the mining tribe would be over this. How to control getting uh, vibranium in and out of the country. Now, one thing, there is one thing. If they can keep the, the, the Wakanda that we saw in the movies is not corrupt. They all, there is a system of values. There are rules or regulations. Even in the comic book, in fact, more so in the comic book, because when Tana Hasikota's run, one of the Dormilaje breaks a rule, and and Romanda's <laughs> like, "All right, she's gonna be put to death. Yep. These are the rules. Yeah. It's like she doesn't blink. Like these, this is the law. You know the law. So, if if they keep those rules and regulations, they could manage to set a send a certain amount of vibranium." to the West, but there's always going to be somebody who wants more. And so they're going to have to figure out how to solve that problem. They're going to have to figure out, you know, if Wakanda stays impenetrable, there is another amazing run of, if anybody remembers, you know, the scrolls attacking yep. in, in there's another run called see Wakanda mm -hmm. and die, which was amazing <laughs> because these scrolls said they were going to roll into Wakanda. You know, these they, they were going to invade everywhere, <laughs> including Wakanda and black Panther and storm were like, really? <laughs> No, you not today. And they not, not and today. they were they they were putting scroll heads on spikes like transform out of this, buddy. Like they were they were they had it unlocked. So if they can control the ebb and flow, the in, in, the export of vibranium um in such a way that only a certain amount of it comes out and a, a it only goes to one place and then everybody can go fight with that place. <laughs> um, then maybe they can, you know, get out of it one place. But that, that would be the one thing that would make me very, very, very nervous. Um, and also, you know, being affected by things in the West, Yeah. you know, and also I shouldn't even say the West Asia. Mm -hmm. Cause I think there isn't China has a, a, a strong grip on Africa right now. And I think there <laughs> might be oh, yeah. a way of, of in terms and all of the things I'm just thinking again of cell phones because that's just so much of what the a lot of the minerals and stuff go to so if we're looking at technology in China and Korea I can see them actually trying to infiltrate before the West does and they'd probably be more huh. successful at it too yeah. because uh, because of the way that 
China, especially China, ha- has has come up in the last twenty years. Um, and they're already yeah, there. They're, it's not yeah, like they have to get there. in. They're yeah. already there. Yeah, but but because they have that unique, that that unique kind of shared background where they were, they both needed where where they needed to to have that industrial revolution and they kind of did that starting in ninety nine, where they really revamped and and started making this push for all their exports and things that they did and that really revamped their economy and things like that. They, and they, they've, yeah, yeah, that, that's something that's very realistic and something that is very much happening right now. And I, I could see that happening, try, them attempting to do that in Wakanda. Um, I, I think going back to the, well, first and foremost, this, it's interesting that this is the, the, the crux of, or at least the beginning of the discussion, because that, that central question of, of whether or not, of who, T'Challa should listen to because if you re- if, if you if you really follow the film and like just follow the dialogue, mm-hmm. he's 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 really mm-hmm. he's really pondering who's right the whole time. Right. Where he's like, you know, he's like, is Nakia right? Is Wakabi right? It, it, it is is Killmonger right? Was my father right? And at the end of the day, he comes to his decision. Uh, but that 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 entire argument is actually that's it's funny mm-hmm. that that's actually what I wrote my one piece on the movie about. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, but on on the mineral or on on opening the borders on on those those different perspectives and kind of how it it's a kind of a mirror and a reflection of the differences in in thought and differences in perspective in the black community but that's a separate mm-hmm. topic oh wow um in terms of how where i was with Nik- with nakia i was i i was basically there with her but i also had that that sense of caution with me i i have I have that mindset where I'll think about, okay, plan for the worst, hope for the best. So, I. I That's why yeah. I think Indijobu was right. Yeah, in some in some sense, I think. I I think one of the major problems would be the distribution and export of the vibranium because mm-hmm. of of its destructive capacity. Because I know that when it gets into the hands of of a superpower when it gets into the hands of a United States or a Saudi Arabia or a Russia or a China or oh, he's gonna have or to, India. He's gonna have to do with Tony Stark and go and take yeah, it all back. Dude. So it, it's it's gonna end up become it's gonna end up being another arms race. Mm-hmm. And that's mm. and that that's that's something that would be legitimately concerning. So when you so my question was what does it look like to quote unquote open the borders? What does it look like to um, expose Wakanda to the world. Like, sure, you can talk about all this technological advancement, but you have to come to the realization that a lot of that is going to also spark another arms race. It's, in, it, it, you know, it's not that they would necessarily try to enhance. It, it's not just them trying to make super soldiers. It would be them making these new weapons with, that can, you know, they they might try to build Death Star for starters. And, and, yeah. And, it, yeah. Like, if we want to be like, yeah. you know, look at another Disney property, but. Mm. I think that that idea about um, creating another arms race is so interesting because I um, I feel (laughs) right exactly. He oh man, could you imagine that would have been well? That's what this episode is for for us to imagine. Yeah. Um, But I feel like um, the way T'Challa might carry this out would be in terms of phases, right? So the first phase would be maybe just like a quick little look at where everyone in the country is um is at in terms of what 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 access what resources that everyone has access to and what is it that they need first and then i think that that would be a good opportunity for 
um, if possible. I don't know. Do they have like a like a forum type of thing? You know how in Game of Thrones, every time, well, Daenerys has all these people. Well, you know, they all have people that come to them. There are people well, come to do. them and yeah, say, "This is what's well, going that, on." That's what the border tribe. I mean, that's just the border tribe. That that throne room when he had all those all the elders in the room. Yeah, room, I think that's his council. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they don't have like they don't have like the actual civilians coming in or anything, but they just have like those representatives. I think so, and it's almost like I, I, I guess to dumb it down because it wasn't really explained. We'll look at them as like representatives, like house representatives. So yeah. I guess each district, they get the people get to tell them what they want, and they go tell the king, or they go implore their idea. That is what it was hinted at, but it was it's never been. I haven't seen that in the comics. I've only seen. Yeah, I haven't either. When yet. when the when the people are unhappy, you see everybody unhappy. Yeah. You don't right. see yeah. like they, this is the border tribe yeah, that's they riot, unhappy. They riot. <laughs> Exactly, right. It tears stuff up. How is that possible? Like, how is it possible that they're that collective and that efficient, you know? Well, they haven't explained it, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that, because if we're going to put together, if we're going to fill in the gaps between the comic and the movie Mm -hmm. in this this magical world we're creating, I think that to have those elders sit there um, you saw those elders are from from the tribes, right? But then when you were at his crowning or or his his uh, ritual yeah. fight, there was hundreds of people that were on the side of that mountain. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we're going to assume that all of these people, th- those are, let's say, the elite from each region, or mm-hmm. maybe then all of Wakanda gets to come out to watch. I don't know, <laughs> but <clears throat> That's the like a point raffle. is. Yeah, it gets it lets it lets it, it gave you a glimpse that there's more than just like the five people that are running the country. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that w- it's safe to say that, um, and it's clear that they have a stable economy because you saw everybody shopping and everything in the in the main area. But you did see, and and it's funny because someone's like, "Oh, they must have poor because there was graffiti there too." And I'm like, <laughs> "Not if you look at graffiti as a form of art. Yeah. Like it's possible that these kids just made graffiti because right. that's the wall you do that on." So I think that um, if we're looking at Wakanda or the majority of the the tribes as quote unquote from Western standards middle class. Uh, it is still, and I still feel like it's a monarchy slash oligarchy that there is, some, but there's some type of democracy. Each king has to listen to their, or should, uh, and I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm not saying king, I'm sorry. Uh, each leader of each tribe, I'm sure they couldn't be leader very, very long if they didn't have their own council of elders. Yeah. I'm just thinking of, Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just thinking of traditional African cultures and how they're set, set up. Oh, no, that the makes king, sense. if they're younger than the oldest member of the community, still will sit and listen to that elder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I still think, if we keep that in mind, that the people still have a lot of say in 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 how things go down. So I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Okay. No, I agree. I agree. Um. What would people? I mean, I because we we saw a brief. You know, there was a brief time in within the uh, the movie itself where Killmonger was the king. Mm-hmm. So I'm so curious of like what would the people on the ground think of his uh, of his solution? You know, he's basically uh, uh, again correct me like you know elaborate if I'm missing anything, but he was basically suggesting that we uh, arm people around the world mm-hmm. basically with Wakandan weaponry 
and there is kind of a mixed reception within that council. So uh, yeah, let's let's kind of uh, let's kind of shift to Killmonger a bit before we uh, talk about uh, the the final uh, part of the film. But uh, you know, talk to me about Killmonger, uh, especially since we talked about Nakia. Like, if you want to contrast with her, mm, man, Kill Killmonger, Killmonger. It, there's a lot to to process and dissect with him. <laughs> um, I think one of the primary things is he is a product of his environment. You know, it, it, at least especially within the movie. He, you know, he's from Oakland. Originally, he was from Harlem, but from the movie, he's from Oakland. Uh, but you know, he, he's he comes from Oakland, which you know where, which is where the you know the Black Panthers, like the the Black Panther Party, came from. Um, That's also it's Cougar's also Cougar's hometown, Black exactly. Black which is yeah. why, like, like he he always does something in Oakland for his movies usually. <laughs> um, but he grew up in that environment where you know it was kind of kill or be killed. It was dog eat dog. It it it, it was it was something that was very hostile. And then he took that with him and he carried it and, you know, he still had that, had that, 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 that intelligence where, you know, he was able to go to MIT and, you know, he, he, he became, he became a mercenary. He was a military person. He has this, this crazy um, service record, but he, he takes all of that that he learned in the U.S. and he takes it back with him to his native Wakanda. And then he starts trying to do exactly what he learned. So, mm-hmm. which, which, you know, it comes to the point where Martin Freeman, where, um, Ross literally says he's one of ours, and it's very much like a double a double entendre, where it's like, no, it's it's like, yeah, we taught him that he learned that from us. He's CIA, but also like he's also American. Like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's Wakandan, he's, he's Wakandan by blood, but he's very much American. And he's learned that 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 behavior, where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I see that, but that right there, that right there is the argument, and we touched on this in the last episode. That right there is the argument. So many. Africans versus African Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like African Americans, like, well, I'm African, and Africans are like, no, you're not. Right. Yeah. But we're all children of the diaspora. Yeah. Right. And but it's, it's those so roots that connect us. Yeah. It it's supposed to, but when you talk about some of the cultural things that are are uh, or cultural aspects of being, um, and not just African, break it down even tighter, like being Nigerian, mm. Kenyan, Wakandan. An African American saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm from the motherland, coming back to Africa, and not even being able to communicate in a mother tongue." An African, well, th- th- this that right there, that that argument, that going back and forth, is I think essential. where it's it is essential. You can be from somewhere, but not of it. He never grew up in Wakanda, which is why when. His father's spirit sees him later. It's he says, him. "I regret not taking you to Wakanda sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should have. You should have seen the sunrise sooner. You should have been there to experience it, so you would understand some beauty in your life." Mm. But unfortunately, so it's it's like he's a lost child. Yeah, and very much so. And, and and again, going back to that scene that that you just brought up, that's literally why it's just him and his father. He doesn't have that literal connection. He doesn't have the spiritual connection mm-hmm. to his home. When T'Challa goes to the ancestral plane, he sees his ancestors. When Killmonger goes there, he only sees his father. It's the only he one only he knows. sees his father. It, 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 and it's, and in, it's, it's, it's in, in their, their apartment. apartment in it's yeah. not even yeah. like... Yeah. It's in that apartment because that's mm-hmm. that's what he knows. That's for him his home. Even though he's in Wakanda, that for him is home. That's his, his safe space. Where, exactly. And it's... it's. And it, it's got so I think wall. that's the... And I think that's the... That's the thing that's also was so confusing for them. He is technically like if he if they could prove that he was not the son of Injobu and that that 
any way, shape, or form they could prove that he was not Wakandan, then they could have killed him or kicked him out. Right. But the fact that he was, and mm-hmm. he knew, okay, now we fight. I want the ritual fight. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it now. He knew, he knew the rules. So that was what was so dangerous. Somebody who knows your rules, knows your language, comes in and can still turn everything, all the beliefs and everything you have against you. Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything prepared for that. Yeah. They literally had nothing. Like, um, it sounds crazy, but it's a uh, years ago. I remember visiting Bermuda as a as a teenager with with my mother, and there had been a murder. Like a guy gone nuts and like killed his girlfriend or, or and their and their kid or something like that. And they literally had nothing on the records but public hanging. Because that's how long it had been since anybody had, had killed anybody in Bermuda. Right. Wow. So they had to they had to commute him back to Britain since Bermuda is still a British owned colony. Wow. But it's it, it was like that. There's literally they had no there was no precedence for this. What do we do if one of our own shows up out of nowhere and decides that they want to challenge the throne? We have and they are royal. What do we do? We have nothing. You know, I'm sure after they're probably after that incident there yeah. would be laws made. But all the different dissenters, just like there was all the different people that were in the um, court that didn't agree, like Wakabi agreed. And this is the part that made me so frustrated too, because I really wish we had seen the scene between Denai Guerrera and um, Daniel Kaluuya in the movie, as opposed to it being a deleted scene. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Because that is what was going to tear them apart. Like, She's like, I'm a Dormalaje. Yes, I'm your wife, but I'm a Dormalaje. Like, I will, I have to, you know, you, I have to, I will support whoever's on the throne. Oh, but Nakia. I do not agree with your decision. Nakia, Nakia, not, not, yeah, with her and Nakia. No, 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 both, both oh, her and her Akoye. husband, Okoye, Okoye, and her, and her husband, but she was saying to him, oh, I don't two. agree with this decision. I don't agree with oh, your yeah, decision. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right, you're but right. But I will, I will absolutely defend this king, but I, I can't stand him. And I can't believe you've put us here. Because, you know, of the fact that you want to avenge your father. That's ridiculous. You put the entire country in peril. And it's it's one of those things where uh, culture and rules and, and, and history kind of overrode. And not overrode common sense. They just literally had no other way to deal with it. So, I, I don't know. It's it, That's one of the things that frightens me because I feel like that would be the downfall of someplace like what a real a real life Wakanda or a real life any civilization to be honest especially if you yeah. have some sort of antiquated um antiquated rules mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's it's a very fra- it's very fragile and in some sense it is you know it is a it was its own kind of house of cards in some sense where as soon as you tug on that as soon as you tug on that one card everything comes falling down so here comes Big Bad Killmonger. He blows the whole thing down, and that now what? Mm-hmm. Well, you you mentioned this before with um, in the last episode because your um, family's from Liberia. Yes. yes. How did how did the Liberians that went over and settled solve their differences mm. with the 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 ethnic Liberians that had been there for Act- for mm, hundreds of years? Actually, actually ac- oh, wait, wait, wait. You mean recently or ever? Okay. Well, well, I I kind of got a mixture of that myself. So um. I went to visit some family in Liberia a couple times from between 2008 and 2011, and there's there ever since the civil wars ended, and you know, um, when at the time Madame Sirleaf was when she was president, 
um, a lot of, of of Liberians who were around the world, especially in the U.S., were you know were going back, and some of them were taking government positions, and a lot of them were trying to open businesses and really try to do certain things. And you, you know whether or not you whether or not whether or not they were doing the right thing, you know there mm-hmm. there was this giant aversion to having people who had left the country and not been there during the war suddenly coming back in, you know trying to, to do things. And, and in some sense, right. a lot of people saw them. At, they had this thing that they called them, where they called them, called them the Bintus, where they they have been to America. And they're, they're like, meanwhile, we were... We, <laughs> the they, Bintus. They were, they were yeah, called Bintus, literally. Yeah. They were called the Bintus wow. because they were like, you've been to America. <laughs> and then they're like, wow. they're like, they're like, meanwhile, we were here during the war some of some people who some people right, who fighting are, and yeah, dying yeah there were like some some of us some people who were there who are like in their 30s and 40s who haven't been to school since like second grade because of the war and they're now fully wow. grown and so there you have an entire generation that has less than that has less than a fourth grade education in, in some sense and in some places of the country it, it and, and so now you have people that are literally their same age but you know got a full like master's doctor's degrees working in like Fortune 500 companies and things like that, going back to Liberia and then reaping the benefits, and you know they might be bringing some sense of remittance income in a sense, or in trying to, and they may actually be generating and helping the economy, but that doesn't necessarily always translate to the ground level to someone who is, who is you know was affected by the war, who was who couldn't even who wasn't even able to become a refugee. They were were just stuck. They were stuck there, and they were have all that trauma. Yeah, and they might have, and they might have lost everything. Yeah. They might have lost their home. Yeah. They might have mm-hmm. lost, lost family members, limbs. <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those that survived, they lo- a lot of them lost a lot. That's fascinating. But see, that's an exact. That is a real world example. Yeah. Of like, if a war did break out in Wakanda, over how about this? A war did break out in Wakanda. Exactly. Thanos mm-hmm. came and jacked it up. We yeah. don't know when we go back in, you know, in Civil War, even in, in in Black Panther, how much of the civilization of Wakanda is still left after he snapped his after the snapshot. Probably, have. we're right. not sure. But we know so, that 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 didn't they evacuate some people? Didn't when we get to Wakanda in Infinity War? Doesn't yeah, but to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Evacuate the city, strengthen all defenses. Yeah, but the snap. Yeah, but that was the, the snap, city. Yeah, the the snap, snap was worldwide. The snap oh, was true. the planet. The snap was universe wide. Universe, universe wide. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, like so, yeah. Wakanda's in shambles, you know, literally, and you know, well, no, l- literally. Well, yeah, their their king is gone. <laughs> I was just really mad that like the war had to be like waged in Wakanda. I'm like, not only did you take out T'Challa, but you like literally are tearing up the country. Yeah. And but that but that was also in in a sad way very African. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wait, let's go back now to the point where uh, Brandon, I think it was you when you said like Killmonger came in, took their resources, completely flipped it and like obliterated them. That is exactly what European countries have been doing for years. Um, Mm -hmm. So last episode I was talking about one class and this episode I'm going to talk about another (laughs) class that that I took this year. It's like you're a student or something. (laughs) I know, She's right? She's gonna get an A. <laughs> um, last semester, I took Modern Africa. So, boom, we're seeing constant patterns of, um, for example, the my favorite um, case study was the Kingdom of Congo. Mm. And mm. in the beginning, like 1400s, 1500s, who Congo came so over? Powerful. 
who came over though and broke disturbed that power? The Portuguese. The Portuguese. Yep. How did, they, did the same, they did the same thing to Bermuda? That's why I'm the like, yeah, same that's thing. Do. do you know what's crazy, bro? I studied abroad in Paris um, last year's spring, yep. and we went on spring break and like went to Portugal, right? And we're on a boat, chilling on a boat because it's vacation. And slavery, not slavery, but um, colonialism comes up. I was going to say, that would be a hell of a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That would be one hell of a vacation. She's oh. like, I'm on a boat, and then suddenly slavery. slavery. This yeah. dude talking about slavery. No, he fully was like, he was like, oh, well, you know, the Spanish, they were like, oh, conquistadoras. And like, you know, us Portuguese, we, we at least admitted that we did harm. I was like, excuse me? But now I know, now I know that that's even more BS because... <laughs> Back to back to the kingdom of Congo. Damn, to be on that boat. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it was. I. Mm, anywho, um, we. Um, so back to the kingdom of Congo. The reading that I talked about last episode was written by Sam Huntington, and this episode we're talking about Linda Haywood, who was Bran. I don't know if you know this, but she used to teach at Boston University. Um, and she has a really great paper that she's published doing an analysis of the Kingdom of Congo, and that's where I'm pulling stuff from. So shout out Linda Haywood. Um, and so in this case study, there, we're looking at how the Portuguese got close to, um, at the time, the king of Congo. This is back in the 1500s, and they're discussing plans and the Portuguese have posited themselves as being protection, right? And then slowly mm -hmm. but surely, just like every other European nation has done this, they just leverage their way in and say, oh, you need guns? We can give you guns, but they're not the same guns that we have so that when we break out on you, we will win and then enslave you. And so I just feel like that same thing is kind of seen here with Killmonger because... Sure, he says he's fighting for the people on the other side, but Lies. what about for those for those Wakandans who are like, um, hello, what about us? What truly, what about them? You know, if they disagree with Killmonger, what's them. going to happen? He kills them. Exactly. So why would I want you up in my country when one, you're not, well, you are uh, Wakandan by blood, but two, you're trying to take all of my resources that, that has helped us so, so far and that has helped sustain our nation for so and long. Three, and three, you ain't acting right. Exactly. You trying to weaponize it? <laughs> Bro. Yeah. But yeah, and also, here's the thing though. Although we are using real world analogies for this, mm -hmm. we're also not taking into consideration that Again, Wakandans would have been paying attention to what's happening in the rest of the world. They right, have yeah. they they would not be looking at anybody coming into their country like the Congolese did and like a lot of the other African nations did in the eighteen hundreds. They wouldn't mm -hmm. be looking at them like, wow, those are very strange looking <laughs> people. They would know, they would have the history. So it's quite possible that they could defend themselves. But the, mm. the problem is Honestly, how would Wakanda, how would Wakanda defend itself more? Like I think you've already said this that the threat, um, the bigger threat, would be the Killmongers, and the people from around the diaspora that want to come there. Like, yeah. hey, like there's people that are I I know African Americans who have picked up and said, you know what, I'm out, and mm -hmm. literally have moved to Kenya or South Africa or Liberia or Liberia, <laughs> or Liberia exactly that have. 
have no tie to it. And and it would be like, well, why wouldn't you let me in? I'm 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 like you. And so they so Wakandans would still have to be able to say to other people in the diaspora, nope, I'm sorry. You can't get in. So an immigration policy, dare we say? Yeah. Some yeah. green cards are have to gonna visas gonna have to come out. I mean, but I feel like it would be based solely on your bloodline. Like, oh, maybe they'll do a DNA test and be like, let's like a transitional type of thing. Like, you can stay in Wakanda for a maximum of two years while you're figuring out what your ethnicity is before you get situated somewhere else. No, no, no. They'd have the tech. They'd have the tech to like look at their eyeball and tell them their ethnicity. <laughs> be like, true, look immediately. Look into 23, the lens. 23 and me. How about Kamoyo beating me? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Whoa! I want to write That's that down. Come over to me, and me. I'm writing that down. <laughs> yeah. Add add the ethnicity bead. Oh, bro, it's Liddy. Yeah, but also. Yeah, I'm sitting. They're sitting there looking at you already. Going, yeah, no, you're not from here. You're from Ghana. Like, oh not no, from, most of your no, I'm from Brooklyn. Like, no, you're from Ghana. Actually, go that way. <laughs> <laughs> that way. But, all, but but also actually um. To, to tie back into another real world example, they might even have an explicit explicit uh, ban on certain people as you know permanent as permanent you know property owners or like citizenship and things like that. So for example, um, oh yeah, for example, like Liberia does have a thing, have a law where like legitimately white people cannot own land. Like it's it's really yeah. It's legitimately a thing. It's something that's, that has been discussed as well. Like I know I talked about part yeah. of my family, and just Bermuda like, is Bermuda. Unfortunately, is money based. So own land in Bermuda, you have to you have to prove that you're well. Up until a few years ago, you had to prove that your father had been born there. If your mother did, like me, you got nothing. But if you um, that's changed now. But you have to prove that you or a parent was born there, and then even then. They are still allowing people to buy land, but it's upwards of like two and three million dollars. Yeah, an oh, acre, wow. an acre, Ooh. an acre oh, with wow. nothing on it. Okay. Oh my wow. god. So, but unfortunately, that's meant that a lot of wealthy businesses have bought land in Bermuda, which is a very tiny island. So yeah. it's still you. You still have to be look at all the sides and and come up with that. But I I did not know there was a law in the books that no white people could buy land. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I feel I feel like there's a lot of, of ways to get around that, especially if you had again you had like two decades of civil war, so I mean that was kind of you know gone. But you know now that the yeah, country, and if somebody yeah. leaves you, if somebody if you buy land and then somebody gives you a lot of money for yeah. it, you sell it to them. But I guess the initial owner, I guess, is what they're what what they're talking about. Yeah, and and, and again, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert in Liberian law. You know, just discla- disclaimer there. Um, I, I, disclaimer. I, I do. I do. Yeah, that is something that has been discussed in you know some some family discussions. Well, not just family stuff. It's it's been around like the community, Liberian community, and things like that, where people have talked about, hey, you know, the this is a law that's been around for so many for a long time. I think, I think the current president Wea was considering reevaluating the law. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that that, that was. I feel like there would be things like that where where they would mm-hmm. be banning certain people. I mean, I mean, it, it's interesting to me. Like, you, if you go to Liberia, like, sure, you're gonna see people from different countries. Um, there there are like third generation like Lebanese people f- who are in Liberia that are, like have been born, yeah. raised Liberian accents and everything. But then, you, but you're not gonna find mm-hmm. white people that with the same way. Wow. That is so deep. Yeah, but like. 
going back to to like talking about like how China and other things would would take over things. A lot of the private businesses in like you know like like there were a lot of restaurants, hotels, um, um, club nightclubs and things like that, casinos that were like owned in Liberia, but they're like owned by like people that were from Le- of Lebanese descent. And then you have na- and mm-hmm. now a lot of public works contracts are going to a lot of, of Chinese construction workers. So so now that's that's definitely putting a lot more stress on the people who are in Liberia, especially those who could who could very well be working and like making cement and, and working on the roads to to, mm-hmm. to to get some money and things like that. And now those jobs are going to to the people who probably quite frankly aren't even immigrants to the country. They're literally just going there to work. <laughs> They're not yeah. like full on. Mm, yeah. They're not like full on immigrants, really. They're just like going to work. They're people from China and things like that. And you know, no, nothing. You know, not gonna knock the hustle, but can't ignore the reality as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they would have to put something into place. The other thing they have in in Bermuda and a lot of other places is any business that opens up has to hire at least thirty percent locals. So they have to. If it is a foreign business that wants to set up shop in Liberia. Or, I yeah, mean, not or, Liberia. Wakanda. Sorry, Wakanda. <laughs> I'm mixing up reality and fiction. <laughs> um, uh, in Wakanda, then they there would have to be again under border tribe uh, rule, I guess. Um, they there would have to be some type of system set up so that yeah. you can you can uh, transition or, transition and organize again. If there's nothing in place, trust me, some rules. <laughs> There's an old proverb that says every rule has comes with blood on it. Mm. So like you need, <laughs> if they don't set up a rule, you best believe that someone's going to get through, jack stuff up, and then they'll make a rule. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Killmonger did. So it's, it's, um, I, I wonder also whether or not they'd have an issue with people internally. There might be other Wakabis there, other people internally that are like, look, we don't want anybody in here. Mm-hmm. And, and and there might be a resistance because there yeah. have even in the comics there have been resistance yeah. mm-hmm. within Wakanda. There might be a resistance that's like, yeah, no, you're not from here. Bounce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember which, which African country was it. I feel like it was in Central Africa, where he just kicked everybody out that was not just white but literally was not born there. Um, oh, it's gonna come to me. I don't because it happened within the last ten years. I don't want to say Zimbabwe, but I feel like that might. No, I I I can't. I, I, I can't thought it was further north that. than that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought it was a, a further. North, but I'm gonna look it up. But anyway, I feel like you could have a resistance that's like that. Like the Jabari would be like, "Yeah, you can try and come up in these mountains." I feel like okay. Wait, I feel like with the with the whole transition thing, what I, I kind of was imagining. Um, so, let's say I'm I'm immigrating to. Okay, let's imagine I'm not who I am. I, I am a, another African-American female who um, does not know her heritage or her ethnicity. I go, to, I go to Wakanda having known nothing about... Actually, no, I am who I am, but I don't know that I'm Liberian, right? So okay. I go there, I go to customs, I've flown in, etc. And they're like, oh, so you're Liberian. Do you know anything about that? And I'd be like, uh, no tell me more. And then maybe in that transitional period, there's, there are like classes that I can take to, um, either 
understand, learn the culture, or maybe there's like a group, like a support network. Or I think I think if Border Tribe had anything to do with it, they would send you to Oops, classes yeah. and a, a a support group in Liberia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there. like like they a little mission you, type of thing. They would not let you stay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the, the only other thing, the only other instance that I think that could change, is if Wakanda opened a university. Mm-hmm. And let students yeah. come in from outside and faculty, then there will be a reason for them to be there. But just like every other country that has a university, right. you only be there for those semesters or for that the years that you are in school, and then you right. bounce. Yep. Right. Yep. Or, but what if? But what if I get a job after? What if I get a job after college that's in Wakanda? What if I do become a dentist? But still, it, it would be green card, work papers, that kind of thing. Somebody have to sponsor can, you. Can I become a citizen? If huh. you marry somebody. Okay. But then see like if we use the same laws, but then even then the rules the rules of Wakanda marriage would be different. Yeah. Mm. It would be tr- that's true. That is true. They might be like, "Yes, you can get you can get married to somebody here if three members of your father's line and four members of your mother's line are all present." And if you're like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't talked to my auntie in 16 years, but okay, I'll oh. find her. But you know what I mean? It's like there's different rules. There's different mm. rules. You have to have like somebody to give you away or a representative, like a transfer yeah. of culture ceremony type of thing. Or even if you were going to get married according to their rules. It's like somebody going to get married that's Hindi. Like, I, I, let's say you were not Hindi, but you're marrying somebody who is Hindi. Yeah. You, and you're going to have an American Christian wedding and a Hindi wedding. You yes. got to go over there and do all the things that they tell, you know, go through all the rituals. Shout out Nick Jonas. I have to say res- respect to him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He yeah, looked no, like he had a blast. That, that looked like the most fun wedding was, in the entire world. It was world. a gorgeous, it was a gorgeous wedding. But, I um, similarly think Wakandan weddings would be the exact same. But, I agree. Because African yeah. weddings are that, so. All, especially yeah. like Nigerian weddings, which, by the way, you know, shout oh out shout out cousin, cousin Jamar and Stella. But, uh, but, um, shout out. Yeah. That, yeah. L- marriage and things like that, that that's an interesting thing actually what, what are wakandan marriages like i, I mean uh, i i remember something in the comics where uh t'challa was the, was one of the people that was allowed to annul weddings and things like that because he did it to storm during the avengers, ver- yeah. avengers versus x-men oh woof yeah. yeah but he did it but here's the funny thing he, that was done under uh, reginald hudlin wrote that yeah I really feel like if it was if it was Tanahasi Coates writing it, there would he would have gotten pushback. He probably would have gotten pushback. Yeah. I feel like the Ramonda that was written, although even though Hudlin I think created her too, if Coates in Coates's run, if he had pulled that, she would have been like, Really? You now you all the way west? That's what we're doing? Mm. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. So yeah. And, and the I think the other thing would also be like, what about child rearing? What about who? Like somebody comes from the West and they're like, "Oh, I don't believe in spanking my children." Say that to somebody African, oh, <laughs> or from an island. <laughs> we don't uh, hit our kids, really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, I feel like it varies tribe by tribe. You know, that, that, like, that, that discipline would, would vary. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, the, yeah. The tri- <laughs> that's true. The tribes would all have different traditions. Get yeah. to Jabari versus Watertrap. Wow, those Jabari punishments are probably tough, bro. Right. Listen, me. He will go into the woods by himself. Yes, in the snow, cold, no pelts, nothing. 
<laughs> just walk straight in. You will get the stay there get the for as long as possible. <laughs> you will have a stick, and you will have no. the seeds. No, no, no. Actually, no, no, no. Grow your own food. No, no, no. It'll be it'll be just as bad. But they'll they'll be like you know they'll send them out in the snow, no pelt, nothing. They'll just be like cut a switch. <laughs> Right, exactly. He's cut, gonna have to be like Star Wars, like a find switch, a beast, cut a cut, switch, cut, 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 <laughs> cut a switch, cut a switch, cut a switch in the snow, exactly. cut a switch in the snow. You gonna learn a day. <laughs> so now, now we're all like having flashbacks. <laughs> Thankfully, never had the switch. No, my mother knew. My Go mother set. knew not to send me out for a switch. My mother knew. They were like, they're like, oh, you should send her out for a switch. She's like, please, that child will leave oh, the state. Oh, man. No. Y'all, lu- y'all lucky. <laughs> y'all lucky. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get the switch, but my mother was... It, I was one of those kids, though, if she said... I would be more upset if they said they were like... If my mother said she was disappointed in me. My yeah, father same. definitely gave... My father handed out the spankings, but I did say... I do remember my mother saying this, that Americans beat their kids too much. She said, you shouldn't be spanking a kid. Why are you trying to hit a kid that's 12? What is wrong with you? Right. Like, you shouldn't be laying a hand on a child. You've done something wrong if you feel the need to... That was her thing. Like, you clearly haven't raised them properly if you feel like you got to go toe-to-toe with a 12-year-old. Like, so... But again... Again, culture. Also, definitely real. Again, culture. It's a cultural thing. So, again, like, we haven't seen those things. Weddings, child-rearing you know, schooling, marriage, I feel like um, in addition addition to like just the vibranium, we like the whole kind of way of life would change if all of a sudden, you know, one of Wakabi's son, Okoye's son shows up and says, I'm going to marry this Chinese woman, you know, and they might actually be in love or whatever, but like that would be the first generation of, wait, this is somebody who's an outsider. How do we deal with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. I mean, even I want to well, know if there's going to be tourism in Wakanda. <laughs> true, true. Right. I mean, Akoya, Akoya wanted to start with. Maybe it'll only be open for certain times. Like, um, maybe you can only come in the summer when certain things are in bloom. The dry season. Or I th- rainy I think season. they would really lock it down. I think could, that there would be restrictions. I I agree. And again, um, this is and this is probably just in my brain because I I was in New Zealand recently. But the way the Maori move mm-hmm. in New Zealand mm. is very different than what is portrayed in Western media. When when I was in New Zealand, I distinctly felt like I was in a Maori country. Yeah. And mm. everybody else was allowed to be there. Mm. And because they've had a treaty going ever since 1800 with um, the, the British and the, and the, um, and the Dutch. And it's, it's their culture. There's places that you don't go. They do hakas in the airport. Like there, there are places that you do not go and that are Maori that if you enter, sorry, no, you don't come in here. You don't, I, that's great that you're a tourist. That's wonderful. Put the camera away. That's mm-hmm. not what this is about. Like, and then even in the museum, there's a whole, and their national museum, there's a whole Maori section. You cannot take a single picture because it's not about that. If you want to learn, you oh, sit, you learn, that. you sit, you, but you don't take pictures to take back to put on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? With the designs and stuff. It's very, and they're serious. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's just another real world example of how a culture could be preserved. And and English and Maori are on everything. So maybe like the, and even just like we saw, like the Wakandan um, 
glyphs were on everything. So if there was if there was a tour or whatever, I feel like it would run like that. It would run like this is you're gonna stay inside the lines. You're gonna stay inside this area. Wait, that every, were designated. Everyone has beads, right? Everyone has yeah. beads, yeah. and if you step inside a certain area, it's like <laughs> can't go. Or like when right. they, True. you know, right. when True. the when they put the shields up in um Infinity War, when they're like, mm-hmm. boom, it, that's what happens when you try and walk through. Or and you need like, like special permission. <laughs> yeah. Oh my or, god. Or or wait wait wait. Oh, even better. The the beads could be low. Uh, could be uh low emitting EMPs. So if you try and take a picture, your phone doesn't work. True. Oh, I love that. Vibranium can do that. It can. Vibranium can do anything, really, apparently. I, I honestly, honestly, in real life, real talk, I cannot wait for like real world, like pocket sized EMPs. I'm sorry. Because yeah, it'd be so easy to like just basically get a bunch of people to pay attention if their phones didn't work. Yes. True. True. That would be, be great for I schools. Think, yeah, definitely be great yes, for schools. Yes, it would be. Mmm. <laughs> And they have, I don't know if you guys have ever, well, in, in New York anyway, I was, I had to go to, um, to jury duty like last year ah. and it wasn't an EMP, but they knew everybody that had a cell phone that was turned on in the room and they could even tell what? you like, oh yeah, they could sit like, there were people that were like, yeah, that were sending text messages and stuff. And in this one main room and the guy on the, um, one of the security was like, yeah, so Steven, whatever he would say his name. Quit testing your girlfriend on Facebook. I see you. It was like, whoa! What? Like it was really creepy. But this is already. It, this is this exists already. So I'm sure they would have some tech to be Rare. like, yeah, you said you wouldn't. We told you not to take pictures. Mm-hmm. I can uh, let's let's, it, let's invert the, the the scenario where it's instead uh, it's Wakanda and other countries because uh, mm-hmm. because I, I think we're reaching an hour here, so I kind of want to talk about the the that final scene in the movie. Um, Okay. So I kind of want to hear from you guys, like, what was your interpretation of what that solution was? Because it sounded like to me, it sounded like to me that he was basically p- proposing like stem centers. Um, that that was like my interpretation. But like, mm. uh, if anyone wants to take the baton, like, kind of describe to me what what their take on like what how would they describe that final um, outreach solution that T'Challa had. Uh, what are good things that will come out of that? What are some like possible oh, yeah. negative consequences from that? Uh, because so my my concern many... is like, are are they going to be displacing people? Like he's just buying no. all this land there in Oakland, so uh, someone <laughs> someone can take the. Uh... I think I think um, I actually thought that was a really great idea because how many buildings he said four? Let me think. I bought that one and that one and that one. I think it's just yeah. <laughs> I think it's just three that ones. Flex yeah. T'Challa. Flex. Um. I feel like what I was thinking of initially when I ver- – the very first time I saw this was that um, he was buying them out so that, like, people could not worry about having to pay rent and could focus on, like, oh, investing sure. money into their children mm. Um, mm. because the, the kids – I think I think that T'Challa is very much about the kids. Like, for some reason, I just feel like he children are his passion, but we don't – really see that or I think maybe maybe it's just the future maybe he's just like I really just want to set the country up for the future because I guess um like in how we learn in that scene where he goes back to the ancestral plane and he's like you are wrong you know yeah yeah that that was so powerful because it was like I see that in the moment um T'Chaka was not thinking about the future in that way instead he was thinking about the right now and like the immediate consequences perhaps so yeah i feel like 
buying out those buildings so that families can put money in towards their kids. Um, also, a lot of like community centers, maybe, and then um, tutoring, after school tutoring, a nice little like a boys and girls club type thing sponsored mm-hmm. by Wakanda. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I've... A sister school where like an ex- like an exchange program. Yeah. I also think that that medical. I mean, think about it. Like, um, Ross. You know, the 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 how Ross was shot in his spine. He should technically be paralyzed. Yeah. But she put a bead in his back, which stabilized him. And then two days later, he woke up and he was walking around healed. Mm-hmm. And she said, "No, it's not a miracle. It's technology. That type of technology could be used in the field. You know, mm-hmm. in, in in military. And like, I'm just thinking of like the." practical application of the health aspects. Yeah. I think oh, if they yeah. sent, if they set up a some type of health center that had, or almost like a had a medical symposium, yes. not necessarily not in Wakanda, because you can have a Wakandan symposium oh, yeah. outside of yeah, and basically explain the latest technology and and bring gear that mm-hmm. was you know the table that Shuri had and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. It, I think. I don't think it would be difficult for the West to understand and use Wakanda's technology or the rest right. of the world. I think they'd have a harder time dealing with the fact that a a black girl under the age of twenty, mm. you know, Invented in the movie was basically was yeah created it all. They were like, well, how could could it be? It's still light years ahead of you know what you have. So somebody mm. like. Tony Stark would have to quote unquote introduce her to the rest of the world. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Because it wouldn't be take she wouldn't be taken seriously because of Western biases. I really want to True. see that meeting, by the way. I I also want to quickly <laughs> I also want to quickly add to um the with the health idea, how important it is right now, especially with like all these celebrity women, specifically Michelle Obama. Gabrielle Union, Serena Williams, all talking about birth complications that they've had. And like the fact that there are doctors in the United States that genuinely don't listen to black female concerns and have not for years. I think that's something that would also help because maybe, I'm not saying that Shuri has the answers, but like maybe there is something in Wakandan research that could help explain why um, black women for years have had a problem with childbirth or have had issues with birth control and all this other stuff. And I feel like there would be so much more, there, there's just so much knowledge to be had and to be shared about our bodies that I think Wakanda could really contribute and help with. Well, I think I, well, I could give you the answer to that. It's stress, but, the, but, <laughs> but, the, but, but to that end, there might be Wakandan birthing centers and things like that. Like a completely different, like doulas that come out of, that are trained in a traditional Wakandan, you know, there's all these- Midwifing practice. Exactly. That don't have to take place inside of Wakanda. They can all come out and teach everybody else how to do, you know, to do stuff. And then end up on Goop with their names spelled wrong. But, you know. Big move. Uh, Brandon, anything else? On this, I think one of the things to one of the things that 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 stuck out to me, keeping in the context of the movie, was that one of the main catalysts of starting this outreach, and especially starting in Oakland, was because of Killmonger, because he realized the damage that it had done in that, to this young man's life, to the fact that he it he didn't want to see another Killmonger happen anywhere, and he realized that 
that it was the product. Yeah. It was the sins of the father that really came back to roost. But the chickens came back mm-hmm. to roost. And so he really wanted to solidify that and, you know, go out and start helping the children. So I think the, that level of outreach would be something where they would do something STEM-related. They would do something where they might even start up, like, educational centers and things like that for people to to be able to help um, – Maybe job retraining and things like that. And, and it, I, I think they'll be tailored to the needs of the region where they where they are are built. But I think he would really mm-hmm. wants to try and establish a presence that yes, we are Wakanda is here. We are a force for good in the world, and we want to see everyone prosper. Because, like he said at the UN, we are all one tribe, and that is that that is the philosophy that that he is is bringing with this idea. So he wants to help build up the other tribes of the world, which every every other in a sense where it's like Wakanda is this center, quote-unquote, but they're still embracing in that the, the same way that there is this uh, mix and, and collection of tribes within Wakanda. Now it, 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 he's doing it on a global scale and saying, we are all our own tribes, but we are all still one people in that same sense, and so we must help each other. We have knowledge that you may not have, and we can help you achieve certain things that you can help you achieve your goals. We can help you get your people out of poverty. We can help you you sustain your economy. We can help you do these things. We have the knowledge. We have the resources. Let us help you. And so, because he doesn't want to see kids go through that again. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you know what? And he would he would probably that that's the special thing, the transition thing. I think that might happen, like if he finds other children, because he. Uh, uh, and the Jobu could not be the only war dog that had a kid outside the country. Let's just be realistic. So, mm. like Sabrina, so that might be where you find the naturalization process okay. for people who find out that they, you know, they are from Wakanda or they have Wakandan heritage, but they don't know anything about the country. Yeah. Um. Okay, we are a little bit over an hour. Um. Do we want to wrap this up, or I, I was, I was curious if you guys had any. If you had, if you want to give, if you still have like a couple more minutes, if you wanted to talk about any wish lists, like world building wish lists for the eventual oh, sequel from Kugler. Yeah. Yes. Um, world building. Again, I want to see. Like, it's great that Shuri has um, a place out here, but honestly, for me, it's very funny because I just had this conversation with somebody very recently. I would love to meet other war dogs. I would love yeah. to see. Uh, I would love to see stories if mm-hmm. we expanded this universe and mm-hmm. brought it to, I don't know, Netflix, Disney, whatever. What are the other war dogs doing? What are where are the places that they? What are the problems that they're solving? How did they feel about being brought back in? You know, um, what happens to? One, someone like in the job that just does not want to go back. Um, or even some of the younger, uh, what, what are the war dogs like now post, um, everybody not yet. And post everybody knowing about Wakanda. That is a, um, the world outside of Wakanda for the Wakandan is a story that I'm, I'm, um, fascinated by. And then again, inside of, Wakanda, honestly, I want to see Shuri as as ruler. I'm sorry. that mm. she, she ruled in the comic twice. I just want to see her. She would probably... <laughs> the thing that would be interesting about her is she would rule, rule with technology, but she also is young, so she'd have some emotional things, kind of like what Nettie was writing. 
Um, but I feel like because she's young, she still has a bit to learn, but being thrown into the middle of a war and her brother disappearing and a bunch of different things. I really hope, I really do want the next Black Panther to start with Shuri being the ruler. I really do. Yeah. I would hmm. love that too, actually. I also, I would love personally to get a glimpse in the life of the average Wakandan because I feel, I feel yeah. like that because of, because of the narrative that they were telling and that Kugler was focusing on, because you know, because it's focused on T'Challa, who is part of the royal family, you don't really get the sense, like, you don't really, really get that narrative. You don't get where you, where you have something where, like, in Iron Man three, where he's meeting like a, ki- a random kid and getting to know the kid's life and and, wh- and, and how his actions have affected them. So, it, I, I think it would be great to see how the people on the ground feel about everything that's happened so far how they feel so yeah seeing that like we talked about earlier seeing them respond to the new uh to their new um immigration and other policies so they're no longer an isolationist Mm -hmm. nation um how they how they felt about killmonger how they feel about t'challa how they felt about you know t'chaka dying uh, um and things like that We, we don't really get to see any of that and also i um i know we we kind of talked about it in the first episode but I would actually really like to get a sense of what social mobility does look like in Wakanda because I don't know that we really got to mm-hmm. see that on screen. We really because again we focused mm. primarily on the royal family and the, that those those politics between the tribes. And and there is a lot of that in the comics, and it's not good because yeah. it's like there's a very big gap between the haves and the half nots, yeah. mm. and that's one of the issues that that is brought up a lot in the comics and World of Wakanda and stuff. So it'd be interesting if. That is something that's brought into the MCU, um, because as we've seen, the royal family isn't perfect. So the 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 world that they created couldn't be exactly right. Um, for me, I think the only thing I would add is um, I feel like the best way to do that is hearkening back to my uh, favorite MCU film, other than this one, um, <laughs> in Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, hey. of course. We see Cap going through that exhibition and basically like. Um, the exhibition about himself and the Howling Commandos. And I think something like that in the form of, uh, of the airport, perhaps. Maybe um, Martin Freeman's character, maybe Ross is coming back to Wakanda and he's like going through and he's like, oh, everything is different now. And we're <laughs> seeing like, we're seeing everyone interacting with each other, but a little bit more in depth or like he gets his bags, sort of a series of shots thing where maybe he's going down that little like, you know, the moving walkway and there's mm-hmm. like a track playing or um, like an audio track playing being like, welcome to Wakanda. Here we do this and this and this. When when in this area, please do da 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 da. You know kind of I mean? like Westworld. Kind of yes. like Westworld Ooh. when they come off the train. Cool. Exactly. <laughs> But Sabrina, that's what I would love. Sabrina, don't forget about the 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 VA scene in Winter Soldier. The VA scene with, with when Sam is talking uh, to the soldiers. With, yeah, Sam Wilson's like talking to veterans, I think. And, yeah, yeah, that yeah. too, that too. Just like like right. So Nakia, I want to see her in action, other than her fighting. Like I want to see her interacting. Like what does her community of people look like? Also, are they about to get married in this movie? Because I want to see a wedding, bro. Wakandan wedding. We can get that question answered. That's the name of the episode. It's Wakandan wedding. We can get that question answered now. We'll workshop it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see Angela Bassett in another gown. Yeah. Hey. I'm trying to have. I'm trying to have her have more lines. Like, mm-hmm. I need some clapbacks. I need. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. If Someone ran a rumor that they were trying to get Donald Glover in the cast, but like he's already Aaron Davis. But I, I don't. You can put Donald How's Glover Aaron in the MCU Davis all you come want. To the airport. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they don't. The MCU doesn't like mixing up their. Uh, although they didn't care days. about that with uh, uh, Chris uh, with Captain America, hmm. because I I've I've been saying that I really want Cap- now that. Um, Marvel is taking back the MCU can get back Fantastic Four. Yes. I'm like, oh, please have the Fantastic Four meet Avengers so that Captain America and, and Johnny uh, Johnny Storm can have that awkward moment. I mean, Michael B. Jordan was also <laughs> well, he Johnny was also Storm, Johnny Storm so exactly. Like, That's true. Yeah, well, he could be Johnny Storm again because Killmonger's kind of dead in the MCU. Yeah, <laughs> for now, might as well. I feel like the cast that they had for Fantastic Four was great. Yeah. they had all the pieces together. And I believed that it could have worked. It just fell apart. <laughs> it honestly fell apart, like oh, in the second half of that movie. But that's another discussion for another time. Yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah, keep, keep, yeah. <laughs> in our, uh, I don't know, our three, four year anniversary of yes. Fantastic Four uh, by Josh Trank. <laughs> <laughs> Two parts of it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, honestly, thank you so much to all three of you for being here for being this uh, this really amazing roundtable. I mean. I had like all of these little these little bullet points, and you guys went like far beyond uh, the breadth of discussion that I thought was going to be had. And this is like a really compelling discussion. I think that I hope people will like. Um, Thank you for having us. This is fun. I amazing um, chat, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to start your own podcast without me, like, oh, <laughs> I'll listen. Thank to you that. for being an ally. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, and Wakanda forever. I'm going to plug our social media ups because we uh, AP Marvel is on Twitter and Facebook. You can uh, just as a reminder, you can find me at Compenderizer. Sabrina, where can people find you on Twitter again? You, on Twitter, you can find me at Sabs Clark at S-A-B-S-C-L-A-R-K-E. Uh, Brandon, your social media and anything you want to quickly plug. Yes. So um, you can find me on Twitter at B-C-K-S-O, that's B-C-K-E-S-S-O. You can find Rising Young Minds at The Rhyme, that's T-H-E underscore R-Y-M. You can also find them on Facebook at Rising Young Minds, and on Instagram also at Rising Young Minds. Dope. You can find me, Karma the Blurred Girl, T-H-E-B-L-E-R-D-G-U-R-L. Um, all over social media, mostly on Twitter. Um, I also do a couple other podcasts. One is uh, Who Won the Week for Sci-Fi, that's out every Friday. And I also have a monthly podcast that we do in a local comic book shop called The Radical Geeks with uh, Angelique Roche, also Marvel. So yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I can imagine. Yeah. Again, uh, you can subscribe to AP Marvel on Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and any uh, podcast platform of your choice. Leave us a review. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash AP Marvel. Uh, also our medium, which is medium.com slash AP dash Marvel. Uh, we are on discord link is on the show notes. You can join our discussions there. Uh, thanks to Charles Villanueva for the graphics, Steve Modder for the track jazz ventures. Thanks to all our top Patreons, including, and especially, uh, James Coran. Uh, we got some stuff coming up after this. Uh, this is going up on February 21st. Again, we are recording this on MLK day. Um, uh, interestingly enough, tomorrow, as of this recording, the Oscar nominations will be out. Ooh. 
So we're going to see what Black Panther noms uh, we get there. Uh, Certainly all the names you mentioned in part one of all of the, you know, like the the production designer, set designer, uh, cinematographer, so-and-so, they should all be honored for this movie, in my opinion. But, Ruth uh, Carter should win. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. If Ruth, if Ruth yeah. Carter doesn't win, I will. I will march. Kurt. Yeah, Ruth Carter sure. does not. Yeah. I will boycott everything. Yeah. Five twenty a.m. is when they are announcing these <laughs> these nominations. Just in wow. case. Yeah. Eastern time. Pacific time, yeah. so 8 a.m. Oh, I'm going to be up. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm probably going to wake up at like 10 a.m. and like look at my phone and like mm-hmm. be happy or mad list. from my bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Again, this is going up February 21st. So we will. All, uh, the Oscars will actually be the Sunday after this episode comes out. So I, the, uh, the, the episode we're planning after this uh, coming out, I, I guess, will be February 28th, if my math is correct. Uh, we are going to do a little episode on, do the Oscars really matter? Do we care that the MCU doesn't get Oscars? But who knows? Maybe Black Panther won everything, and like the conversation will be totally different. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. And then after that, we're going to have a lot of uh, Captain Marvel-related stuff, because that is actually beginning of March, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are all excited for that. Yeah. And, uh, yep. yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, man, that was, uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of recording tonight, but we did it. Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! Thanks again for everyone, uh, for being here. And thanks, thank you, thank you, the listener, for listening to this. Start to tell your friends. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks. <laughs>